Okay, welcome back. In the last session, we finished up Job. So in this session, we're going to go back into Genesis and start in Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abram, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt, and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people he had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the site of Shechem, at the Oak of Moreh. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your offspring. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved on to the hill country east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. He built an altar to Yahweh there, and he called on the name of Yahweh. Then Abram journeyed by stages to the Negev. There was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine in the land was severe. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, Look, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. They will kill me, but let you live. Please say you're my sister, so it will go well for me because of you, and my life will be spared on your account. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, so the woman was taken to Pharaoh's household. He treated Abram well because of her, and Abram acquired flocks and herds, male and female donkeys, male and female slaves, and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Abram's wife Sarai. So Pharaoh sent for Abram and said, What have you done to me? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her as my wife? Now, here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave his men orders about him, and they sent him away with his wife and all he had. Genesis 13. Then Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev, he, his wife, and all he had, and Lot with him. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. He went by stages from the Negev to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had formerly been, to the site where he had built the altar. And Abram called on the name of Yahweh there. Now Lot who was traveling with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents. But the land was unable to support them as long as they stayed together, for they had so many possessions that they could not stay together. And there was quarreling between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were living in the land. Then Abram said to Lot, Please, Let's not have quarreling between you and me or between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, since we are relatives. 
Isn't the whole land before you? Separate from me. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Lot looked out and saw that the entire Jordan Valley, as far as Zor, was well watered everywhere like the Lord's garden in the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose the entire Jordan Valley for himself. Then Lot journeyed eastward, and they separated from each other. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, but Lot lived in the cities of the valley and set up his tent near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were evil, sinning greatly against the Lord. After Lot had separated from him, the Lord said to Abram, Look from the place where you are. Look north and south, east and west. For I will give you and your offspring forever all the land that you see. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust of the earth, then your offspring could be counted. Get up and walk around the land through its length and width, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and went to live near the oaks of Mamre at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. Genesis 14. In those days, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elasar, Kedorlaomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goem, waged war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemember, king of Zeboim, as well as the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All of these came as allies to the valley of Siddim, that is the Dead Sea. They were subject to Kedorlaomer for 12 years, but in the 13th year they rebelled. In the 14th year, Kedorlaomer and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rephaim as Ashtaroth, Carnaim, the Zuzum in Ham, the Emim in Shavakiratham, and the Horites in the mountains of Seir, as far as El Paran, by the wilderness. Then they came back to invade in Mishpat, Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and they defeated all the territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites, who lived in Hazazon Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboam, and the king of Bela, that is Zor, went out and lined up for battle in the valley of Siddim against Kedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goam, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elasar, Four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim contained many asphalt pits, and as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into them, but the rest fled into the mountains. The four kings took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food and went on. They also took Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions, for he was living in Sodom, and they went on. One of the survivors came and told Abram the Hebrew, who lived near the oaks belonging to Mamer the Amorite, the brother of 
Eshcol and the brother of Aner. They were bound by a treaty with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken prisoner, he assembled his 318 trained men born in his household, and they went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he and his servants deployed against them by night, attacked them, and pursued them as far as Hobah in the north of Damascus. He brought back all the goods and also his relative Lot and his goods, as well as the women and other people. After Abram's return from defeating Kedor Laomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shebeh, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest to God most high. He blessed him and said, Abram is blessed by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And I give praise to God most high, who has handed over your enemies to you. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, but take the possessions for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand in an oath to Yahweh, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or sandal strap or anything that belongs to you, so you can never say, I made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the servants have eaten. But as for the share of the men who came with me, Aner, Eshcol, and Mamer, they can take their share. Genesis 15. After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me? I am childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Abram continued, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Now the word of the Lord came to him, This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky, count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, Your offspring will be that numerous. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am Yahweh, who brought you from Ur to the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, Lord God, how can I know that I will possess it? He said to him, Bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So he brought all these to him, split them down the middle, and laid the pieces opposite each other. But he did not cut up the birds. Birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and suddenly great terror and darkness descended on him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know this for certain, your offspring will be foreigners in a land that does not belong to them. They will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. However, I will judge the nation they serve, and afterward they will go out with many possessions. But you will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. In the fourth generation they will return here for the iniquity of the Amor 
for the iniquity of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch appeared and passed between the divided animals. On that day the Lord made a covenant to Abram, saying, I give this land to your offspring, from the brook of Egypt to the Euphrates River, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphaim, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Genesis 16 Abram's wife Sarai had not borne any children for him, but she owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, Since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her I can build a family. And Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar, her Egyptian slave, and gave her to her husband Abram as a wife for him. This happened after Abram had lived in the land of Canaan ten years. He slept with Hagar and she became pregnant. When she realized that she was pregnant, she treated her mistress with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for my suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and ever since she saw that she was pregnant, she has treated me with contempt. May the Lord judge between me and you. Abram replied to Sarai, Here, your slave is in your hands. Do whatever you want with her. Then Sarai mistreated her so much that she ran away from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. She, he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She replied, I'm running away from my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, You must go back to your mistress and submit to her mistreatment. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring, and they will be too many to count. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, You have conceived and will have a son. You will name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your cry of affliction. This man will be like a wild donkey. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. He will live at odds with all his brothers. So she called the Lord who spoke to her, the God who sees, for she said, in this place, I have actually seen the one who sees me. That is why she named the, the spring a well of the living one who sees me. It is located between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave birth to Abram's son, and Abram gave him the name Ishmael to the son Hagar had. Abram was 86, year old, 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. All right, so we're going to wrap it up there. And if you heard, it is thundering here. And I thought it was kind of funny, the timing of the thundering, because it seemed to happen um, when peak moments in what we read today. Um, so we will be back for another session, and we will start in Genesis 17. Thank you.